When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, can you hear me out there? Can you fucking hear me? Here's to y'all for coming down here and making some big fat fucking noise with Metallica. Here's to you. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. Today we break down the new Metallica album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. We also rank the entire Metallica discography and the Big Four. No nut swinging. This is a pure, unfiltered review from two lifelong Metallica fans. So strap in, you're about to experience another round of Podcast Gold. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, Luce Cannon, along with the hardwired Baco. How are you, sir? I am ready to self-destruct, Luce, and I'm also well. Oh, good, good. Well, if you hadn't figured out from that intro, we are doing a Metallica episode. We are going to be covering the new album called... Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's it's been quite a while since Metallica's put out an album, and... Mm-hmm. Just in the last week, they have decided to put out a video for every single song. Have you watched any? No. I've watched a few. I wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend uh, really any any uh, in particular, but but they definitely look like videos that were that they had to do twelve of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they kind of spread the uh, the quality. Is my point. All um, right. There is one video that's really cool about Lemmy, but it's a song that we'll discuss that I'm not a fan of. Um, yep. that, anyway, that one actually I would recommend seeing just for the video itself. You maybe hit, maybe you hit mute on the actual song, but but yeah. So so I, I didn't know if you, uh, before we get into that, I just wanted to see if <clears throat> you want maybe to do kind of you know th- this year's been kind of unique in the fact that I at least I can't remember a year this has happened with 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 a big four, but 
when did the Slayer album come out? Was that 2015? Late 2015. So okay. it's, you know, it's over a little over 12 months. You know, I think it's like 13 and a half. Right. Yeah, they all released a record. Exactly. So, you know, of those four, I'm not asking you to rank those albums uh, per se, but, you know, there, there's been, uh, I would say as a whole, though, there's been strong to, uh, however you want to rank them, better than average to strong releases from from the big four in the last uh, year. Yeah, they're all good records. Um, right. I'll gladly rank them. Uh, uh, don't uh, do it now because that's going to take away from the, sorry. The, the the secret of the show. Got um, it. But what what would you say uh, if somebody had to rank who your favorite big four were? Do you have oh, an instant ranking? Yeah, I would say it, it would go Slayer, uh, Megadeth, Anthrax, Metallica. Yeah, mine would go... Uh, I'm kind of conflicted on it. It's actually pretty close if you want to look at the whole history. but Yeah, because a lot of it has, if you look at it, you know, some of it has to do with output. I mean, this is the 10th studio album from Metallica, which is way, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say Megadeth has... Isn't played. it 11? Nah, whatever. We'll... No, it's 10. It's 10. Okay. For studio. 10. Studio. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, if you count Garage Days, that's 11. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, the output alone, Metallica is way low uh, compared to the rest. You know, mine's going to go Anthrax, then a pretty much a tie between Metallica and Megadeth. It's it's hard for me to separate those two. And then and then Slayer okay. for number four. Well, I mean, with that, why don't you give me a little bit of an origin story with you? How, are you, how did you get introduced to Metallica? Sure. Well, I'm glad you asked, Baco, because it was 1987. And <laughs> uh, there's this guy that was basically... Uh, a, a rock dealer, like a just a, a pusher of, <laughs> of and, and I, I don't even remember who this guy's name is because I wish Steve. I did. He he might have been the coolest guy ever, and and uh, but I can't think of his name exactly. So I'm for just just to keep moving forward with the conversation. I'm just going to call him Rockin' Ron Runyon. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so this guy, we'll just call him uh, R. Steve. What what is it? No, go ahead. Rock and run, run. You are to the third power. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, this guy, <laughs> he, he constantly had stuff that was, he, he was in a couple of my classes, but he also had the locker next to me. And one day he just opened his locker and it's like, take a look at this. And it was. Is he like Damone from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? <laughs> I can go with that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I can see that. With it was like, listen to the second side of Led Zeppelin whenever you want yeah. to make out, make out with a chick or whatever. Yeah, that guy. So that guy is who introduced me first to GNR, and he had he had an out. He just pulls out you know vinyl of Live Like a Suicide. I've mentioned that I think in a past episode. Yep. And then all, you know a little bit later, he, he he was in one of my classes, and he saw that I had a, a used cassette of, of Kiss Asylum, and he goes, "Fuck that, man." That's awful. This is what you need. And he just happened to <laughs> happened to have the second, uh, the first cassette of uh, uh, Kiss Alive Two. He's like, "This is mm. real. This is real Kiss. Check it out." And then one day he comes by and and to the locker and he goes, "You have to listen to this." And it was a, uh, a Maxell ninety minute, um, the the gold one. I don't know if you remember those, the the, yeah. the, the high quality ones. And on one side was. Peace sells Megadeth, and the other side was Kill 'Em All. Mm. Now, realize that for probably close to five years, my version of Kill 'Em All started with the Four Horsemen. 
I never heard Hit the Lights for years. He like edited it down and I'm going to grab this track list. Well, I'll go grab it a little bit. Basically, he gave it he gave it to me and when I first heard it, uh I, I think I was actually frightened listening to it. Because I, you know, the the, the I heard Motley stuff like that, but sure, yeah, I, very I never heard that. Yeah, I never heard any thrash, and but I was immediately uh, Four Horsemen. I thought was a great song. Had that that just kick ass breakdown halfway through that t- that took it to the next level, and you know, but both of them it was just like a whole different beast. I mean, it took me a while to wrap my mind around, but I but I was interested. I listened to it and I didn't know if I really liked it, but I wanted to go back for more. So here's the track listing I had because it had to fit on 45 minutes. It was The Four Horsemen, Motor Breath, Jump on the Fire, Pulling Teeth, Whiplash, No Remorse, Seek and Destroy, Blitzkrieg, and Am I Evil. Mm. That was mine. And and to this day, and it's one of those things where you get it ingrained in your head, when I heard the other tracks later, those are still my favorite. And I can't, I, I cannot, the, the fact that those, those uh, Am I Evil and uh, Blitzkrieg were not on the original I mean, those, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, the version I heard didn't have them. Really? Yeah, those, yeah, those was, took it, it next level. Like, like, Am I Evil? It, you know, I didn't know that was not their song for an eternity. And that, that was like, oh my God, you know? So that was my intro. And even though that was 87, so obviously Ride the Lightning was already out, Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started just going back there. And of course, the... Uh, uh, next year, Justice came came out, and I was you know full full on Metallica boner. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I hear a lot of these track by track podcasts, and <laughs> this is definitely not an original idea we're doing right now for this album. I think I've seen three already out there. No, the uh, I think we're that the first. nope. Um, we're recording this in August. Off Keep our that. meds, yeah. <laughs> Off our meds already has one. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I think. Um, Rock and Roll Geek Show has done one. They're 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 all over the place. It's a big record by a big band. Yes. You know, it, it's yeah. a pretty obvious idea. But yeah, we're we're coming late to the party. I, it, fair to say. Correct. But but with that said, a lot of these sometimes don't have somebody that's a huge Metallica fan or doesn't have the history. So kind of wanted to at least uh, give her credibility or uh, show her Metallica car. Oh, okay. And kind of rank the albums top to bottom, and and then when people are listening, their whole catalog. Yeah, the whole catalog real quick. Okay. So, go. You go first. Um, well, my, my favorite record is Master of Puppets. Yeah, that that's an easy easy pick. I mean, it, actually, the, the first four, when you rank these, are kind of difficult, I think. But, but like, uh, what's your favorite track on that? The title track, Master of Puppets. Yeah, I mean, a classic. It, obviously, we've all heard it a billion times, but, you know... We'll go into this, I'm sure, from just talking about the album itself. But you know, one of the reasons the Metallica kind of fell off for me for a while is I saw them probably five or six times between '91, um, beginning with '91. That one uh, was that the first time you saw them too with that GNR Metallica concert that we talked. No, about? No, I saw them on the Monsters of Rock tour, and nice. they were like the they were the second band, and like half the crowd was there for them. That and that was just before Injustice was coming out. I remember they didn't play Harvester of Sorrow, but uh, they. They, and that's when I knew things were much bigger than than even I think most people really knew before that record came out. I mean, it was Van Halen, Dokken, Scorpions, Kingdom Come, and them, and half the crowd was there for them at least. Yeah, it was I remember, amazing. I remember hearing that one of the reasons the Dokken broke up was because they had to follow Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> that people were so bored with them afterwards. Uh, that that was Dokken was horrible that day. Yeah. See. But anyway, so yeah, so between that time, you know, I, I saw him on uh, the Load Tour and things like that. And uh, great tour, by the way, not the greatest album, but the, the, the stage for that was just incredible. But, you know, but, but during that time, they, they started doing weird things live where your favorite song, did you ever see Metallica live where they played half of Master of Puppets? No. I saw them do it twice. I saw them do it mm. two concerts, and that was like the last two times I saw them because they were never wanting to play more than five minutes for a song or, or, or whatever. But I mean, come on that song. How can you listen to, how can you, it, they stopped right at that master master. And then they went to another song. Mm. That's sacrilege. That so let's, uh, what's next masters first. Yeah. It would be kill them all next. Kill them all. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then ride the lightning. Gotcha. Uh, probably the black album next. All right. Uh, if we count uh, the re-revisited shit, I do like that double disc one. That would be my next one, um, but I don't know if that really counts. No, I, I, I it's, it's, uh, it's, it's funny you say that because I think that at this point, Metallica all of a sudden turned into the greatest cover band on earth. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, oh, yeah. That, that, oh yeah. I love you. The, know, go ahead. All the all the attitude I have towards covers, they're like the example of what you should do. Yep. And, and and to me, there's just there's something real about it, like an authenticity to it, a passion for it. You know, it's it's not they're they're not doing it because it's easy. It, they're not doing it because they just need to fill a little time. They're doing it because they want to. Yep. And they're Metallica, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. So that that helps sell it. You know what I mean? But when the Bullet Boys does 17 songs, I'm not 
thinking, oh, he, he must really be into uh, fucking whatever, Smash Mouth or whatever he's doing. I don't remember the songs in there, but clearly. No, I mean, th- this album. You know um, what I'm saying. No, I, I do. And the, the cool thing is, is for the, the most part, they're all new songs to the average ear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, it's not like going into it that I, that I knew, um, astronomy by blue oyster cult, you know, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a deep track and yeah, deep enough. Come on. I mean, especially the old stuff on the first garage days. I knew none of those songs. I got something to say. I killed your baby today. That has, of course, you know, that that entire garage day is on there, too. Correct. So it's a nice yep. little package that includes that. So you don't have to kind of have a separate spot for that. And I don't know. Plus the the whole um, uh, other that whatever five songs of Motorhead. I probably should have done it for this record instead. But we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get I get you there. Yeah, right. And, and, and even with the Motorhead stuff, I had not heard. Uh, I'd only heard Ace of Spades at that point. So. Because I wasn't a Motorhead fan back in the day, mm-hmm. so those are yeah. all new songs to me too. Yeah, that's a great package. It's a good pick. All right, um, you want me to keep going here? Yeah, go ahead. Things get a little murky here, um, and this is a new record. But right now, Hardwired comes in after that. Wow. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, then it would be Load. Yep. And then probably Death Magnetic. Like I said, this is like a, this is a little less certain at this point. Then I would put in Reload. And you're not going to believe it, but I put in Justice for All just ahead of Sanger. Wow. I can see that a little bit. You know, this is kind of where where the whole Metallica history is. is they're such a weird band to have. It, it is shocking that they've never really put re-releases except for Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get to it because they did do those kind of sequential in time. But uh, I just, I can't get past the sound of Injustice for All. It affects how the... How, this, how enjoyable the songs are, and, and and I just I can't get over the self sabotage that took place on that. It's like you purposely made this album sound like dog shit because you didn't think Jason Newstead had earned the right to have his bass played on the record. I don't know. It, it, it's just a bizarre thing. You could actually hear and it was a, little... a different time for them too. But yeah, uh, I still remember back with the double cassette jam box or the shitty Walkman. Yes. And everything, still listening to that album, thinking there's something missing here. 
you know, you know, and I'm sure the sound quality of the speakers, whatever I was using was not, was not very good, but you could still tell there's just something odd about it. And I remember thinking about that all the time, listening to it. Although I did love the songs. I will tell you that the good thing is, is that on that, um, binge and purge, there's a lot of good versions of, of those songs live where it actually has yeah. a, ba- has bass. Yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame that I, mean, I, I like blackened. Um, right, I course. do not like one. I, I, I tried, I just, the guitar tone and the song itself, it's just, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to dig too deep into that, but yeah. Uh, I heard Harvester of Sorrow before the album came out. A radio station here was playing it. And you know how Metallica is known for super long intros. Yep. Especially at that time. Yep. Even with that, my buddy and I are listening to it going, when are they going to start fucking saying? Is this an instrumental? But there's like, it's just, it's all riff. And it turned out this had to be like a 12 inch 45. And the guy had it on 33. So when Hetfield came in, it was like, Rushy <laughs> But you, you, because of their reputation, you really didn't notice until he started singing. And it, the DJ had to have the same thing going on because all of a sudden the song just stops and like, there's a slight pause and then it like starts at the right tempo. <laughs> That's good stuff. I like it. Uh, now I'll, I'll go through mine real quick and I'll kind of uh, touch on the justice bit and then we'll, and also kind of, well, I'll go into that too. So here, here's my thing too. So mine is kill them all number one. And it's that, ver- the version of kill them all that, that is on that, that, uh, that cassette tape with those, th- those specific songs. Um, so and- no hit the lights. No hit the lights. No hit the lights. No um, sacrilege. <laughs> yeah, is that that no hit the lights. No Phantom Lord. Um, oh, I missed that part. No Phantom Lord. Nah. Let's see here. Let's that was my here. second favorite track off. There. Really? Yeah, I heard it later, and I was like, yeah, growing kinda, up, that's kind of like it's kind of goofy. Who is this Phantom Lord? Where? What, 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 what's, why what's is he a Phantom? Why, why is he a Phantom? Anyway, so the point being is that's my favorite. Then uh, Master of Puppets and. You know, with uh, Ride the Lightning, you know, that's my number three. But still, when I go to it, you know, it, it, it's funny because we'll do this this album. And I, there's enough tracks on this that I, I do like this album. But think about these albums. Like, if you liked five songs, does that make it a good album? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. I mean, um, Creepy Death Alone, is, uh, I mean, that might, there's a chance that's my favorite Metallica song of all time.
So point being is, uh, you know, and I don't see why they, they all shit on that song Escape. It's not that bad. I love Escape, honestly. Right. I, I, I got upset when I heard out Hetfield hated it. Yeah, I was like, what? And and uh, I I don't like trapped under but, ice. It yeah, doesn't matter. Trapped under ice. But but Orion is not. I think only... fight fire with fire is a little weak too. But oh, other than that, yeah, it's junk. It should start with ride the lightning. Just like all my all my metallic albums, uh, I delete the first track. <laughs> <laughs> it starts four horses. Even blackened the only tone I like off the No no no, not that one, not that one. All right, but it just just get the first track. It's always sucks. It all's terrible. Battery. Fuck that. But but no, we have it, then Orion. I think is not only my uh, favorite instrumental by Metallica, but I'm not an instrumental guy. That's like top. That's just an amazing song to me. Are you an Orion fan? Eh. What? What's? Do you like any instrumentals by them? Eh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. No, if I had to pick one, it'd be Orion. You know, I, they can squash anesthesia pulling teeth. Oh. I get. I can't stand people. With, it's like they like. You know, that's a bass guitar. Like, you know what? Fucking go back to the farm, Rube. It's not that big a deal. He plugged it into a fucking fuzz box or something. Right. Jesus well, I, Christ. I, I he didn't even... invent a goddamn light bulb. <laughs> Have you heard of Lemmy? Uh, anyway, so yeah, that, that, that one I never really thought was all that, that great. But Orion, there's a, a version uh, by this group called Rodrigo e Gabriela. I, I know who they are. Okay. And they play a version of Orion that's incredible as well. So anyway, then I'll just go fat. I'll just go through these real quick. So Justice is number four because of so, how, how much I listen to it. But yeah, going back to it definitely has some holes to it. Uh, and then Garage Days is number five for me. Is that number five for you too? It was. Weird. Then I go Load, Black, Hardwired, Death Magnetic, and St. Anger. And Where do you put Reload? Oh, I didn't even have that. Reload would be after would be after Death, Death Magnetic. And right before San Anger. Yeah. All right, Baco. So let's get down to the track by track of the album. Or I might even commit ourselves to a track by track. <laughs> we'll just see how this goes. <laughs> but an overview of, of the album. So yeah, we'll let's, just, let's just start with with uh, just the initial, the whole, the whole uh, I guess, the whole packaging of it. So you got the, what, the deluxe version, correct? And the three CD one with the bonus. Um, what do you think of the cover? I don't like it. I mean, it's it's kind of uh, taken from uh, the Foo Fighters, and then uh, 
was it might have been Mudvayne. I don't know. Josh Tooley shared one that was much closer to this. I, I, I'm just blanking on the on the band, but it it just. I don't know. I don't like it that much, honestly. The whole art, art as far as the packaging, the art doesn't do anything for me all the way through it. Um, the font of the, the lettering and all that stuff. I mean, not the most critical thing when I'm buying music, but if you want my opinion, I don't really care for it. Now, here's here's the other thing. Um, why is it three discs? Well, the, the first two discs, um, which actually, this is one of the things I liked about the record is it has a side one, side two feel to it. And I, I didn't realize how much I, I kind of missed that with the CD. Uh, so it, I don't, it's a little long. I don't know that they could have really put it on one CD. That's probably why. You and the three, disc, the three disc is just a, a bonus disc. The well, I know one of them was like 35 minutes. I don't know what the other one is. But a, a, a CD holds 80, I think. Something like that. Anyway. But I don't know. All right. It's fucking cool. I like it. I'll tell you why I think it's cool, too, that they have two discs later on. But the and then the third disc is all the bonus stuff. I mean, bonus. I don't know if we really want to cover that, but I mean, if you want, I can hammer through it's on it quick. No, no, no. I know it's on it. Okay, I know okay. it's on it because I've heard it all. Sure. So, but okay. I'm so aware. That, but that's yeah. It's kind of weird. There's a three three CD. That's why I didn't understand why they did it that way. But okay, all right. So, so I, I get the side one, side two. But. Well, there's probably like eight or nine other packages, right? The one that came with like you know nine albums and uh, a turntable cover and a copy of the CD <laughs> and a, a DVD of them, you know, jerking each other off or yes. something. Yes. And twelve more videos. It's, um, I uh, took me a second to realize that I wasn't listening to uh, Injustice for All. Um, that's very. It reminded me of Blackened a lot. Is where I'm going with that. Ah, I, I can see that a little bit. I did not make that connection. To me, it just kind of sounds like a a Kill 'Em All track that's not the best. I you know I I ripped on this song earlier in an earlier podcast and. Mm-hmm. And you kind of were with me and everything. I don't, yeah. I don't hate this song. I just think, and it's actually good that it's a three-minute song to start it off because, you know, none of the other songs are less than, what, five, six minutes each. But, yeah, there's only two under five, and the rest are over. Yeah. 
Um, it's all right. I don't hate it anymore, but it's just, you know, it, I guess it's okay for now. I feel exactly the same. Just whatever. Right. I, it's I, just there. I, right? I don't know that I'll dig, dig back into it again. So. Okay. So if we're going to do a, a ranking system, um, let's do a, and this is stolen from another podcast, Rock and Roll Geek Show. And that mm-hmm. is, they, they do rankings where you, if it's, if it's a, a total, you know, nothing, it's a zero. If it's a, in between, you get a half. And then if it's, it's, you know, total rock border, you get a one. And then okay. you add it all okay. together, you divide it by the number of tracks, and that's how you get your real scientific rank number for the actual. Okay, album. you ready? Yes. That was my pen clicking. So I'm going to go with. We'll see I'm if we agree on this. I, I have official score here. I'm giving it a half point. So am I. So am I. All right. So we're going to average between. This is going to be a lot of math because we're going to add all of ours and divide it by. Uh, I'm wicked good at math. Yes. Good. Good. All right. Next up, Atlas Rise. There was a part. I don't know. That reminded me a little bit of Creeping Death, and it was kind of cool as the build up. But the chorus melody and frankly the overall lyrics, I'm kind of a common theme for this thing. I, I just think it. It's weak. It's it's uninspired. It's almost like. They're forcing themselves to make a record. <laughs> At that said, it's okay. Okay, so this one's right. a, a half. This one's a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is my second favorite on the album. It's this one brought me back because they did the singles where they did Hardwired, Moth into Flame, and Atlas Rise. And Atlas Rise finally set made me think. To, finally made me say, I want to, I want to hear this album. I wow. love every part of this song. I love, I love the solo. I love the build-up. The just it is, it is what Metallica. This can be in a classic album. No, I'm sure we're going to have some disagreements on here since you ranked this uh, as high as you did on your on your overall. So, uh, because the a lot of these songs fit into two categories, and that is, uh, well, I'll go into that in a second. But Atlas Rise, top to bottom, love it. You get a one then. I get a one. That's a one. All right. Next. Uh, next up is Seek and Destroy. 
No, not really. Uh, Is that the really thing that, it sounds the like? Only one that, the only one that, uh, there's, yeah, it has hints of it, but uh, I didn't not, see not that. The, nothing blatant. I'm just joking. Uh, I thought Blackened did kind of come through on Hardwired. I may make some references to other songs going up, but that oh, was man. the only I one. Mean, I listen, at, I mean, Atlas Rise has, it's either the beginning of this, and another one reminds me either of Damage Inc. or Dyer's Eve, that, uh, that just crushing like riff um in the beginning too so yeah you everybody hears i think at this point in your career you have to hear stuff you know sure. what I mean? um but i do like the song um it's my first one yeah that's this is a, a big hard hard uh erect one for me as well i mean <laughs> definitely this one great chorus too catchy yeah and by this point i i mean I'm, i think lars kind of comes through as a bit of a star on the record I mean, his drumming oh, is very yes, good. the beginning. The, 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 I love the, the first minute of the song where he's doing that. I don't even know what you call it, but whatever kind of drumming he's doing, right? Yeah, whatever the kind of blast beat kind of thing. But Yeah. His drumming, I think, um, might be the best he's done in a long time. Uh, he gets a lot of shit for, <laughs> which I don't get. I mean, the guy has never been a bad drummer. He does get. I, it wasn't until people started saying that he's out of time and all that stuff that I was like, oh, he, sh- it, he it, sucks. It coincided with everybody realizing he's an asshole too. So, <laughs> is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, so I'm sure. Saying- I, I think that had more to do with it than his actual playing. So it's actually a smear campaign, is what you're saying? 
Yes, it's a smear campaign, Luce. Okay, okay. That, that's making more sense. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not a musician, but I never was like, didn't ever think he was the greatest drummer, but I'm like, I don't think he's playing like uh, Peter Chris on the Dynasty Tour, you know? <laughs> next. What is next? Moth and the Plant. Ah, best song in the record. This one was was one that uh, I remember I was telling you, like, I thought Hardwired, and, and then I, this one I, I thought even more than the other one seems like a bunch of riffs that they put together and, and didn't actually mm-hmm. write into a song. Uh, I like it more in context. Con- yeah. I like it context. more in context with, uh, with the album than I did as a single. For it's the reason. best vocal on the record, and, and it's got the, the it's the only. It, it, to me, it's the only song that, that even like approaches having melody, and and it, it's just very good, and it still kind of has that kind of you know, drawn out riffy kind of Metallica feel. It, it didn't seem like they were forcing stuff together as much as I think you thought, at least for me. And and lyrically, it's I it, I think it might be anti-Kardashian, so it's got that going for it. <laughs> Where do you get that? All right, well the lyrics I maybe think that was like kind of blacked out pop queen amphetamine. The screams crashed into silence. And it's like infamy, all for pu- all for public, all for publicity, <laughs> destruction going viral, and that that just kind of reminded me of the whole idea that people like the Kardashians really don't offer anything of any substance to our our culture or or, or any reason to be fame. Unlike us, which we, yes. we definitely contribute. Yeah, and we have nowhere near as many followers. So. <laughs> I didn't. First, we don't pay for me. Boom. I've never heard. Uh... Uh, I never really listened to the lyrics that much, so I will check that out again. But yeah, that one is definitely a grower. It, 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 so I'm going to give it a one because it does have enough to it that uh, I, I like it.
but Dream No More. Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I say no more. I listen to this track. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it, he does some kind of uh, is he that, re- to- that Cthulhu Cthulhu re- reference? I thought that was weak. I just it was like a, a stab at going. It almost reminded me of like Gene and Paul putting Kiss makeup on for the Rise to It video. From, yeah, but but more more the fact that he's you know it's cool he's trying to do a different vocal delivery, but he, he sounds like a really bad attempt at doing Ozzy, right? Or something. I got I'll, I'll give you that. I wasn't thinking that way, but it's just it's, but but his vocals are just odd in this one, and just the chorus. This sounds like it should be on Reload. This is the first song on the album that sounds like it was. It is. Yeah. A, it reminds me of like your. Uh, God, there's so many bad songs on that album. <laughs> there's like maybe, um, oh God, I have to Yo. look it up. <laughs> well, you know what? I forgot to even mention it. That The memory remains. The, the first thing I thought of for Hardwired was not that, but it was a, a newer version, a thrashier version of Fuel, where it's just a big, dumb three-minute song that's okay, and here it is. He likes that. Because he, for whatever reason, James loves playing fuel because he plays it like almost every time live yeah that song fucking blows too yeah it's, it's not very good i remember the first time i heard it it was like did, what is this it's, it's almost like they, they accidentally started playing the song at the wrong spot <laughs> it reminds anyway. me of, I, I tell you what this song sounds like a a like a slither or a where the wild things are where the wild things are was a big clunker on uh reloads or prince charming any of these can you hum any of these song low man's lyric attitude no. Fixer, Carpe, Carpe Diem, it's baby. It's kind of funny you're saying that my copy of uh, Reload, I won from a local radio station. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even bother buying it. It's a bad thing when the best song on the album probably is Devil's Dance. I still can't believe that they played The Memory Remains all the time live. God, I fucking hate that song. La, 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 very unfaithful, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fucking great. Yeah, did you listen to it? <laughs> the other part is, is the fact that it's... I'm looking at this on Wikipedia. It's 76 minutes long. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's a long... That's a long journey of terrible. Fixer. The last song, Fixer. Eight minutes and 15 seconds. I cannot remember the song at all. I own this. I listen to it a lot. I can't remember anything. They wrote that song when Lars was like, Hey, James, James. We only, we only got 68 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we need another one. Fix it. Throw, th- throw three X's on it too. Genius. Good God, this is a bad album. All right. Well, let's see here. So it's this worse one, this than one, my Lars Ulrich impersonation. It might be. That was a pretty good one, though. You sounded very. Right. You sounded very small, and you sound like a guy that always stands in a box for group photos. Yeah. Never heard of the Napoleon guy. <laughs> so, Dream No More is a zero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you too. That, that that one just, seriously, I felt like it's been just sitting around, like it was. Can we go negative or no? Just yeah, that no. But next, hail on fire. Oh my god! Again, I, just the, the lyrics and chorus. It's just everything. This is where I'm like the record starts to have a little weight to it. I'm like, this is eh, stop. Just fucking end. Because no, obviously this is a zero for me. But hail on fire. Mm-hmm. There is this one part where he goes, well, they like to say words twice. This is the boring, the, I guess the lazy thing that irritates me when they do songs like this is this again sounds like I, I like this better when it was called the bleeding in me from load. 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's just kind of meanders, but he keeps saying things like, Adore. It's at one point he goes, Allure, Allure. And I thought he was saying manure, manure. Yeah, he, now, it, it's a bit of a calling card for him, but he really hammers home the, the one word uh, melody lines. You know, <laughs> there's, there's so many of them in here. It's just, it, we'll really get to it on side two. Yes. But it's like, and it's almost like, I talk when the drum hits. That's how I sing on this record. <laughs> you know, the the the, uh, uh, the one good thing about this is he's, that Hetfield has stopped doing his whole uh, Moth into Flame or ah. Hello and Fire, like ending every uh, yeah, sentence I'll that I'll take way. that over what he's doing here. But anyway. Yeah, okay. Well, so, so Halo and Fire. That brings us to the end of what we'll call side one and disc one. Side uh, two opens up <laughs> well, with the epic confusion. This song actually makes me mad. I never <laughs> want to hear it again. It, it is this is actually a bad song. It 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 fucking irritates me. Even when I went back to kind of write notes on this, I got mad when it started coming on. I'm like, oh, confusion, delusion. Yeah. Fuck. To face today, have this life walked away, or never done. It's like just ah. Uh, so Whatever. Obviously, do, so they did a they did a two disc thing to do a side one and a side two album. Why would you ever put this as your opening track for the second second side? You know what I mean? If that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, it's no harvester of sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Next, so confusion is a big zero. Yeah, you too. Oh, oh yes. Listen, oh, this these three songs sound like Bob Rock soup to me, like. Like the first off, the production of this album is fucking great, right? I think it's okay. I think it's great, and it, and I say, well, you know what? It's it, here's the whole thing. When people see, say that the production is so great, it's because it doesn't sound like Death Magnetic or okay. Saint Anger, for the most part. Well, but, yeah, Saint Anger is uh, at least with Saint Anger, they purposely said, you know, we're going to get this kind of a dirty, nasty feel, but then they forgot that they're Metallica and they have a very staccato sound. And so they, they couldn't do that dry thing and have it really come across well, but whatever. What was the drums in St. Anger that killed me? Was the, uh, the, uh, everything. I mean, his, it, yes, his, his the vocal lines were, were not EQ'd. And nope. I just, and again, it's what they wanted though. I mean, it was, it was intentional, you know I mean? It's, it, it's okay to not like it. I'm not, I'm not defending it in the sense like it's good, but like, it seemed like, uh, with, uh, um, what was the record? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Death Magnetic. Death Magnetic. Uh, production sounds way better because of that. And that was your initial point, right? Um, no, the, but, but the that, death... that, that sounds very, I don't know, it just it, it clips a lot. And well, that's right. It's, it's unlistenable to me. It would give me headaches. I'll tell you a quick Death Magnetic story since you asked. <laughs> and that is that that when I got that, I took it back to Best Buy and I say, this disc is defective. I need to exchange it <laughs> for another one. It goes, it hurts my ears and, and it, it, there's something with the, it just, it doesn't sound like they, they pressed it. It must've been something wrong with the pressing plants. They gave me, they get exchange it with me and I took the other one home. I'm like, Oh my God. Then I started looking online about it. And it's just the fact that they have not, you know, obviously from a legal standpoint, I think if they finally admitted, yeah, we fucked it up, then they'd have to give like refunds or like some some shit like that. But it was so bad. Like I actually like, and that's what I'll go into now. This is a perfect segue. Is I went back and, and uh, songs like All Nightmare Long I liked a lot in Death Magnetic. I liked. Uh, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple songs I do like on it. Uh, the thing I do like about this album too is the fact that it starts with Hardwired 
and Atlas Rise, those first two songs in Death Magnetic were both like eight fucking minutes long. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like to, to begin with, and that's because Rick Rubin sat in a, a unlit room, laying on his back, going. I want you to do Master of Puppets again. I know. And that's what the, that album sounds like a lot to me. Um, my overall thing with Death Magnetic is it, it had a couple good songs on it, but a lot of it seemed... That album seems much more forced than this one to me. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I'll yes? agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I rank it higher, too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but... Um, continue. All right. Well, what was next? That Man was, uh... Unkind. Yeah, this is fucking complete garbage. Again, hey, thanks for the nice long intro and the one-word melodies. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't. At this point now, I'm starting to get irritated with the, the record, you know. It's, uh, it, 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 it's amazing that you, you've ranked it so high on your list because now I told going, you things got muddy there. I mean, the, those records, I just don't, none of them, you know, that whole group, they're just not that strong to me. I don't. When I want Metallica, I really don't dip into that pile, and this would be at the top of that pile. Right, and it's not because they're not thrash; it's because they're no, not, they're definitely. They're, I mean, they're, it's because they're, they're not good those, fucking those. songs. Next, here's here's a song that before you even hit play, I'm always like, "Is this gonna be good?" Here comes revenge. Yeah, I don't know. It's not bad. Again, too long of an intro, but. Also, yeah. There's that one part though where he's like, I think it's part of the chorus. It's like, I for an eye, tooth for a tooth. It's like, oh, revenge. Ah, I see what you did there. That's clever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not again. I don't think anything on this record lyrically is in James's finest moments. But uh, again, I have to admit though, I don't really hate the song that much. At least, it, it may be just because I, I, I sludged through three horrible songs. Yeah, or, four. Yeah, this, or two. Well, yeah, this You hit it. Dream No More, Dream No More, Halo on Fire, Confusion, yeah. Man Unkind. You hit Here Comes Revenge. I'll give it to you. In context, it's at least a half. It still gets a zero for me. Okay. But it is the best of those, that onslaught of shit. All right. And next we have, which is the sequel to Am I Evil called <laughs> Am I Savage? Question Am mark. I Savage? Not really sure. That's why there's a question mark. Um, why don't you take the lead on this one? Zero. Mm. Oh, good. Another 90 second intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, with three parts too. It's just like uh, those are like three different songs. They haven't even got to the verse. Um, it really seems forced, and, and the, a lot of this record feels that way. The bridge, especially, just seems like I have to put a bridge here, so I'm just gonna fucking shove this thing in here. Um, and the chorus is just bad, so this gets a zero for me too. Yeah, uh, but but the even to have something in your catalog that that all it does is make me think of "Am I Evil" from the title, <laughs> and then have it be mm-hmm. a terrible song. If you're going to say like you know "Am I something" in your Metallica, you better come you know guns blazing, and this is just oh. So anyway, yeah, this is a black, very inspiring episode of Cobra Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've gone through, so we've done. Dream No More, Halo on Fire, Confusion, Man Unkind, Here Comes Revenge, and Am I Savage, and I think we've, we have a half from you. Yeah, on, on five all songs, six now, songs, but now, half point. But now, here we go. Here's their, maybe their tribute to Lemmy, possibly. Can I, can I possibly, rant? Uh, you can, but, but we're going to bring it, it's going to bring it all back. The, the album's going to go sky high now with Murder One, right, Baco? Yeah, it's, it's a, Murder One is a tribute to Lemmy, of course. Um, 
my rant is like what is there a band more connected to motorhead more than than um metallica not really i mean they are known as the band that like was always i mean they know him they hang out with him they bring him on stage they did a five song tribute to him they played cover tunes of his all the time and this song it's it's my god have have they met the guy (laughs) have they ever listened to a fucking motorhead song if anything, this is your example of why you don't do tribute songs. Dedicate the record to them. Do something classy that you can't critique. But this sounds like a this sounds like Nickelback fucking doing a tribute. This is a Lemmy type song. Yeah. It, it, how do you fucking sleep knowing that you did this and you actually released it? I mean, that means they sat, recorded it, they wrote it, recorded, played it back, and went thumbs up. What the fuck is... It's so fucking asinine. It's it's not clever unless you're in like sixth grade to write a song where all the lyrics are Motorhead song titles. Oh boy, you really really stretched on that one, James. No, 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 no. but just, that's not that's not even what's so bad about it. I could get I could get be fine. It sounds nothing that. like Motorhead. Right, There's that's nothing. What I'm I mean, it sound like a, it, but it's not even that it doesn't sound like Motorhead. It's just a shitty song. I'll tell you this much. I'm I I started watching the video, and the video is pretty fucking cool because it's like a uh, it's animated. Mm-hmm. It's all about Lemmy and everything like that, obviously. And I had never heard this song. This is not after I heard it on the album. This is the first time I heard it, and I and I did not finish the fucking video. I was like I was like God, this is horrible. And for anybody who doesn't know, Murder One is that his main head that he plays the bass through or played the bass through. Sorry, miss you, Lemmy. But yeah, it, it does. It's not a fitting tribute. It's it. I, I appreciate it. I, I don't question what they were trying to accomplish. I, I, I'm definitely not actually questioning whether they've met or know Lemmy. They definitely, I just, I can't put my head around the idea that they greenlit this garbage. This seems like they sh- like Kip Winger did this. Oh, I'm a huge Lemmy guy. Here's my tribute. No, it's it just, just a bad. Yeah, let's take take out the whole thing that's a tribute to begin with, which makes it worse, obviously. But just taking that part out of it, it's just a bad song, period. And I I didn't even know why you thought 
thought this at first, but I just looked, uh, all of a sudden I looked on, uh, you texted me out of the blue. So like, I'm going to start listening to Metallica album. And like mm-hmm. an hour later, I get this text just says murder run. Murder one is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, don't tell me no more. Let's keep it for the podcast. So I knew you hated this song, but that was the only yeah. one I knew. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, not. I want more than zero. I I want to go low. I want to penalize them for this. Jesus so, fuck. So at this point, the the whole thing I, that I like about the fact that it's a three disc uh, set is mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this last song, I could easily make it a two disc set because I would throw this fucking second disc out because there's yeah that, there's, just just so we can hammer the point home because we were keeping score and at the end of the, the first disc it was three for me and 3.5 for you yeah now that we've gotten one song short of finishing disc two i've jumped all the way to 3.5 and you've stayed at 3.5 it is not it, it has moved 0.25 yes a combined score Yes, there's nothing. The possible there's, five points. And, 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 I, and at this point, I was like, and it is, it is. It, 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 thank good that thank thank good, thank God that I have it, it, the endurance for, for 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 going through full albums. Because at this point, I was I was ready to just bail, like uh, right right around Man, Man Unkind. Then I did Man, hit Revenge, Savage, Murder One. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a dumb title. Spit out the bone. Let's let's listen to this song. Holy rock boner for me. I love this they, song. They pulled it back in, didn't they? This is my favorite song on the album. You know, um, until today, I didn't really listen to it because I, I think I was dealing with the fatigue you were talking about. Uh, my stepson, uh, he's a huge Metallica fan. One of the few bands that he took, you know, that probably got some of it from me, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which is refreshing because they're not like a top 20 band. I, I'd, I'd be, I'd question if Kiss was his favorite band. Right. Um, but, uh, he has a different perspective because he came into them after you know load or reload were out. That's when he joins in. Sure. But um, he he texted me this morning and said that was his favorite song. Yeah, this is um, the one that so, go continue please. But Damage Incorporated. I mean, it, it, the first song and the last song are very much just like Master of Puppets uh, as far as the way they kind of come in and, and except for I think Battery is more of a drawn out song, I guess. It's got that you know kind of that right. beat kind of yeah, thing going. Yeah, you can see Hardwired's Battery too. You know, similar. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it has a very much like, like kind of uh, uh, damage incorporated. Where like the whole chorus is like damage incorporated at the end right. with nothing. They yep. do the same thing here, kind of spin out the bone. Yep. But no, I love it. I gave it. A, this gets a one from me, man. Um, definitely a highlight on the record. I'm glad my stepson pointed it out. Although I had to go back to make notes today, so I was going through every song anyway. But yeah, no, the, I probably the, the, would have the got part... there, but. The first three, uh, like two and a half, three minutes of the song, I'm like, this is pretty cool. You know, it's a, a general thrash mm-hmm. song. And then the, the the riff flips and it just takes this just other yeah, dimension. Yeah, no, it's cool. And that's that's where it kicks in for me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the Metallica that I miss. It's just the, Yeah, the fact- this sounds like this. they were creating this song and they were inspired. And, and you know, the lyrics are actually pretty good, too. Yeah, it's, not bad. Well, it's but at least it's about something. It's, yeah, the, yeah. The guy's turning into a machine or whatever the fuck. But but the the the, the main part about it is is that you know why like another part about these songs too is that there's no reason to have a, a five and a half to six minute song if it doesn't change. Like if it there's you know what I mean. Like that's the part, mm-hmm. problem I have with a lot of these these uh, songs. Besides the fact that they're just not good is here's one that actually does flip it's just like atlas rise does moth into flame now that we're dead doesn't change that much but it's more tight and and man I, 
I just I look at it in general that those four tracks, Atlas Rise, Now That We're Dead, Moth Into Flame, um, and Spit Out the Bone are probably the best stuff I've heard from them in I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like there's certain yeah, parts. There's that's certain a lot parts. to do with why this, this rank is high on my list as, as it did. Is because they really there was at least a handful of examples where it seemed like they 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 kind of rediscovered what I liked about them. Right. Um, I don't know. There was enough. Uh, there were these aren't just like ones. They're ones in the way they're ranking them, but there would probably be like a two in comparison to to other mm-hmm. Metallica songs that have been out for for quite a while. Anyway, well, <laughs> let's uh, let's wrap this up because I got to go. Yeah. But, well, my um, overall thoughts are it sounds uninspired. I think James and Lars, in general, this record comes across as they're just too fat. And I don't mean physically. Like, they've just had too much success, and it's hard. This, I see similarities in, in where Kiss is and where they are in their career right now. Things are just so good for them. It's just difficult to go in and have something. They just kind of force it. Right. Um, there are good points. But it maybe that's what they want to do and that's the upside of, of having the level of success they do you get to do what you want but to me doing what you want whether you like it or not lulu that's doing what you want yeah this record seems like a band that's lost it's like they're just trying to like find their way back to what what makes them great and maybe that's where they're at now and god bless them they've, they've definitely given us enough and and they're they're one of the coolest bands still they do a lot of stuff for the fans and they make a lot of things that, you know, like that would for the fan experience, like that 30th anniversary week they did was just amazing. And the fact that you can go out and buy CDs of that or just download the audio, it's just so cool how they do all that kind of stuff. You know, the Lemmy stuff they've done over the years. And oh, no. So no, I, yeah. they get a pass for me as much as I want to criticize or can. They're still, you know, one of the top five greatest fans of all time. They're not even in my personal top five, but I have to respect what they've accomplished, what they do, and who they are. So that said, even though we gave it a combined score of point four point five and an average of point three seven five per song, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them have this one. It's better than what they've done in a while. So. Exactly, and that's that's how I look at it too. And I will tell you this much too to summarize: is that this is for the first time I'm actually encouraged to to see them live. And and from what I've seen, it looks like they they are mostly focusing on those songs that we like. It doesn't. I don't see these other ones popping up on their set lists so far. <laughs> I'll have to see. But their set list looks like it's definitely they, they, yeah. they've they've improved it. There's I wonder if they're going to do a proper tour. You know, they haven't really done something like that in a long time either. Ah, I guess yeah, yeah. But yeah, so overall, some some really solid material amongst a lot of just. Mm-hmm. stuff that could be outtakes from loaded. Some bad, some yeah. mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. At least they, they delivered, you know, four or five, you know, killer tunes. So. All right, let's end with Spit Out the Bone. All right, Baco, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Lou. See you later. later.
fucking what? Well, I've been to Hastings and I've been to Brighton. I've been to Eastbourne too. So what? So what? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 